Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday once again. It is also the 22nd of October, year of our Lord 2012. It's time for 10 dozen minutes of ghouls and goblins with Jake and Mr. Skullhead. I'm Mr. Skullhead. We're about to get Jake on the line. Thanks to Trixie Lixia for that lovely handoff. Uh, oh. Ah, uh, wow. And uh, let's give uh, Jake a call, shall we? Hello, Mr. Skullhead. Well, hello there, stranger. I was going to say sailor, and then I was going to say stranger, and then, uh, I don't know, strange sailor? Sales-ger. Sales rep. Yeah. Hey, sales rep. How's it going, man? You've been traveling Pretty all good. across the country like uh, Kane and Kung Fu? I have. We're, uh, we're, we're closer together than we normally are. But and we will see each other in a mere 11 days? Eight days. That was uh, a week from week from Friday. Yeah. All right. Christ so that's Almighty. seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven days. Well, that seems apropos. Mm-hmm. How you been, buddy? We didn't do a show last week because I was driving a car. Yeah, I did a, a thing where I asked people to talk to me and ask me questions and. For a while they did, and so that was good, and then they stopped, and so I just played some music for like 20 minutes. But okay. it, it was kind of a show. I have some show notes that I think I dropped into the wiki. You did. At, at some point. Show enough, yo, show notes. Showed I up. I didn't want to like like showboat with my show notes, so I, I tried to keep them on the downloads. <clears throat> Totes. So, yeah, so what have you been up to, buddy? What did we do? We uh, did our pumpkin patching. Went to the pumpkin patch and got some pumpkins. Your, pump, your pumpkins were way out of date. They had a bunch of zero-day exploits. Yeah, they were also uh, deflated and had holes in them. So we uh, sewed some patches onto them. Like, every year we go to a party that's supposed to be a pumpkin carving party, and we just go and get the pumpkins from a pumpkin patch, and then we go to the party... And then we just, like, hang out for an entire day and just never carve the pumpkins. So we still have the pumpkins just kind of sitting, waiting to be cut up. they got to think about what they did for a little bit. We're letting them stew in their own juices. Letting Last them. year I went to a pumpkin carving party where we actually carved pumpkins. Uh, our buddy Barry had a... He, he, does, he does what it says on the tin when it comes to a party at Barry's house. If, uh, if he says there's a New Year's party at his house, you can bet your boots... That it will it will switch years at the stroke of midnight. He makes absolutely certain that it's not even a minute late. Well, I'm glad that he only has his New Year party at the New Year then. No, it's uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, we carved some pumpkins last year. I think we just got ours from the grocery store because I don't think there's anywhere within. Uh, uh, I was gonna say within a hen's breath uh, <laughs> of Phoenix, where there's a pumpkin patch. Yeah, I don't know. To, I don't know what that means. Uh, what I meant was an breath. easy drive, like a, a hand's breadth. A hand's breadth is what yeah. you would say of a of an extremely short distance, right? That what I was going yeah. for was a median distance. Uh, as as far hands. as a hen could breathe. Uh, yeah, as far as a hen could breathe. If you if every breath exhaled by a hen in its lifetime was uh, an inch, hmm. this is. The average number of breaths that a hen takes in a hen's lifetime multiplied by one inch. 
Interesting. That might actually be really uh, far, for all I know. Yeah, I don't know how fast hens breathe or how long they live. It depends on how much exercise they do. If you get one of the hens that's just always popping off to the gym, then, oh, yeah. No, sure. If you get one of those hens that's trying to win a prize fight, and so it runs up and down the steps of the Philadelphia Art Museum. <laughs> you know, they say Eye of the Tiger, but fucking, have you ever seen a hen's eyes? Yeah, there, there is nothing... Well, birds are, birds are dinosaurs. There is nothing but cold murder in every bird's eye that I've ever seen. Yeah. You can tell you can tell what they're thinking. Are you a bug? Cuz I will fucking eat you like right now surprisingly fast. I will uh, move I will move with a speed, a precision and a purpose that you would be really surprised to ever find cause to attribute to me if you are a bug. Are you a bug, sir? Are you a bug? Is what those alien ass evil little eyes say. Yeah, the, at the very least, it's God. I wish you were smaller so I could eat you. Yeah, that's kind of what a cat. That's what a cat's eyes say too. You know, oh, a tiger is like, oh, I wish I wasn't in this cage so I could eat you. Because you're about the right size for a tiger to eat as it is. I don't know. I'm pretty big now. I might take a couple of tigers. Really? Or I might just take a take one tiger a couple of meals. Yeah, that, that's true. And I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to have the tiger have to share me. I mean, so. the tiger might eat a hole in your midsection, uh, plant his young inside you so that they can eat their way out when they hatch. I think you're thinking of uh, the rare tiger maggot. Tiger maggot. Not a tiger wasp? (laughs) Ooh, tiger wasp. That would be unpleasant. Is that not a real thing? Suddenly, after saying that out loud, (laughs) is there not not some sort of wasp like a yellow, like a yellow jet, like a leopard jacket? (laughs) Just something that has this, I don't know what you'd call it. It has like a yellow, almost like a, a jacket on it. Mm-hmm. Like a like a coat. That's yeah. a sort of like it's like a sunlight color. Yeah, like the the color of urine or or you're out or something. Yeah, like a lemon, like a lemon overcoat. Yeah, there are not a lot of words for jacket, as it yeah, turns out. That don't have the word jacket or coat in them. You well, know, like I mean, a, it's okay for it to have the word coat in it, but really, the, those those all sort of count as one word, right? Yeah, like overcoat and tea coat and gabardine. Is it is a gabardine a type of coat? Sure. Or, I thought or gabardine a, was a material. Or is it a type of couch? Because I think you can have gabardine slacks as well. Can I have a gabardine Davenport? Because if I can, I want one. Wow, you could have a houndstooth wainscot. Oh, I could. What is a wainscot? I know that I know that there's wainscoting, but what is it? What is what is the subject of the wainscoting? Uh, or is it just a wain that is scotted by the wainscoting? In which case, what does scotting mean? It means that it has uh, wood over it on top of it somehow. I think of a wainscoting as, uh, for whatever reason, uh, a wainscoting and a chair rail are the same thing in my head. Wainscoting is like the stuff that's underneath <clears throat> the chair rail too, though. So like the 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 beadboard going down from the <clears throat> rail. Beadboard, like a paneling. I, I think yeah. of a I think of a chair rail and then some paneling and then a baseboard and then a floorboard. Yeah, like all, all the shit underneath the the chair rail and all the shit beneath it. 
regardless okay. of what it is, it seems like it's wainscoting. You're just kind of you're coating your wains over there, aren't you? Can you get a travertine, uh, a travertine gabardine? Billie Jean Jellybean. What was the uh, what was the third thing? Shit. Travertine gabardine wainscoting. No, not no, not what I said. What you said. Davenport. Davenport, a travertine gabardine Davenport. Oh. Esquire. <laughs> yes, this is Travertine Gabardine and Davenport, attorneys of law. Ooh, with the weather. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've missed you, Mr. Skullhead. I've missed our little chats. Um, yeah, so I, I, I've been, I've been trying. Speaking of, speaking of Davenports, uh, I think of a Dav- Davenport is like a big sofa. Is that what a sofa? Is that what a Davenport is? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I went to Graceland. Did um, you see? Uh... Did you listen to the Dead Milkman's Going to Graceland? I, I, you know, I didn't have to because I know all the all the lyrics to it, um, and it is uh, it, it, interested listeners can hear me discuss uh, my visit to Graceland at length on the Overthinking It podcast, uh, which I was randomly invited onto uh, yesterday on the way from. Uh, from Graceland to to Chicago, where I am now, uh, so I, I, I popped in and, and uh, recorded myself a guest appearance on that podcast, and it uh, it was pretty good. You know, the the last couple times I was on there, I sort of I sort of felt like I was out of my element, but this time this time I think I held my own. I'm I'm told that I held my own the previous times, but I didn't believe it. But uh, yeah, we talked a lot about Graceland. It I, I realized on the way in there that I was really only going to Graceland because of the Dead Milkman song going to Graceland. Because you wanted to see the 15 foot long couch? Yeah, which is which is right there. Uh, they they huh. say it costs eight fifty just to see his house where they keep all his records in his 15 foot long couch. It actually costs $32 to see his house. Wow, that's like it's a third 30- of a Disneyland. Is it is it a third as entertaining as Disneyland? No. The, you know, they they for an additional four dollars on top of the thirty-two dollars, you could tour the airplanes and his collection of cars, huh. and a few other things that we didn't care about and kind of wanted to get on the road, uh, which which we did. The, the The car collection was pretty cool. He was he was the proud owner of two of a make and model of car, neither of which I've ever heard of, that were really really cool. A uh, he had a 1971 and a 1972 Stutz Blackhawk. S-T-U-T-Z is the make, and Blackhawk was the model. I've never heard of that, they, yeah. They look like, they look like if, the, if the Batmobile had been remade in the 70s and was dressed up like trying to pass as a normal car. Ooh, yeah, they did. It's crazy. Neat. It is. It is like the coolest looking car I have ever seen, and it is like wow. I, I had never heard of this until I went to Elvis's house and saw his two of them. <laughs> well, um, apparently, not a lot of them made it over to the U.S., but uh, but that was pretty cool. His airplane was interesting. He actually had two airplanes. He had a small airplane, and then I guess he made a bunch of money. I don't know. I, I hear that Elvis made a bunch of money. Yeah, um, if you can call that making money. Yeah. So he bought. Let's see. When he died in '77, at 42. So he bought Graceland in '58, and he paid a hundred thousand dollars for it in 1958. 
which like a hundred thousand dollars for a house doesn't seem like a lot now. But in nineteen fifty eight. Yeah, nineteen fifty eight dollars. I mean, that was probably a million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but still, still not like an insane house. You know, I mean, it seems like a rich person today would spend more than that. Like, you think about a million dollar house. That's like an especially nice neighborhood in any random city in the U.S. Right. Right. It's not. It's not like mansion level houses. Uh, or what you would think of it, but it was like uh, apparently after he was done with it, it was seventeen thousand square feet of interior space. A lot of which was in these giant outbuildings that were added to house his uh, his trophies and shit. Right. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I don't know how much of it was there when he was alive. You don't. You don't get to see the part where he actually lived, the upstairs. Hmm. Uh, but you get to see the jungle room where Elvis cut some records, including Moody Blue. Uh, we had to watch our language or the guards would beat us up. <laughs> I, I think they may have been taking some liberties on that one. Yeah, that, I do. I do. That is my favorite part of that song. The implication that if you break the rules at Graceland, they won't throw you out, but will instead beat you up. <laughs> That's the way Elvis would have wanted it. I have to imagine. I wish I wish that I could have heard more of the real stories about what went on there. Right. Because Elvis did a lot of fucking drugs, right? So I am guessing that there there is a novel's worth of interesting stories about stuff that went on there. You would, every once in a while, they would play like a clip of Priscilla saying, boy, Elvis sure did like to ride around on things with big motors in them and shoot at stuff. And, yeah, well, like it was like, like the wait. kind of quintessential dumb redneck, right? So he hit it big, and he had a lot of money to play around with, but he was still yeah. So it was like I'm just going to go everywhere redneck. on a fucking tractor, right? right. Like, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it, 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 what what was fascinating to me about it was like this was a guy who got a tremendous amount of money when he was still young enough to just do whatever ridiculous bullshit occurred to him right. to do with it. And so it's like, all right, one of the rooms in my house is like the tiki room now, and we're going to carpet the ceiling and put in a big pool table. Like, <clears throat> and that's something I think you and I would probably do, given an extra room. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Although I don't know, man, and some of it, some of his decoration choices were really awesome, and some of them were like, Ugh, I don't know about this. There's the one. There's his TV room. There were even in the limited portion of the building that we saw, of the buildings that we saw. I am guessing that fully forty to forty-five percent of the rooms in Graceland had a wet bar in them. Huh. Um. It was just it was just a fixture. There were just little bars with bar stools and sinks everywhere, uh, including in his television room, which was all done up in a blue and gold lightning bolt motif. Hmm. And there were three televisions embedded in the wall on one side because Elvis heard that somebody, I don't remember who, would watch all three network news simultaneously. And so he said, I want to watch three televisions simultaneously. Interesting Would you ever want to watch more than one thing at a time? I don't think so. I think that would be. I don't really think I would either. It's all I can do to like watch a, something on TV and check Facebook at the same time. Generally, those two activities, one of them gets short shrift. Yeah, and I mean, depending on whether or not the thing that I'm watching on television is something that you can masturbate to or not. I mean, 
two things, watching two things maximum. One with each eye. Yeah, and I mean, one is going to be on a, on a repurposed, uh, you know, like a leapfrog machine. Hmm. Those screens are really cheap. You get some porn on them, costs almost nothing. Almost as cheap as a magazine. That's what you're going to do. What do you think Elvis, where do you think Elvis got his porn? I guess it would have had to have just been magazines. Or maybe his porn was just having sex with any woman that he wanted to have sex with, ever. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that his porn was uh, either he was participating in it or it was acted out in front of him live. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. And that's why they don't want you to see the upstairs. It's just covered in semen. Uh, Well, I was going to say, you know, manacles and velour. Manacles and monocles? Yeah, yeah. It's like, I want to see... I mean, when you're watching two different things with two different eyes, you sometimes need to adjust the focus. And, right. uh, and a monocle is really your only option for adjusting the focus of a single eye, right? That's true. You could have a jeweler's loop, but then you have to hold it. Yeah, or I guess like a broken pair of glasses. Sure. <laughs> or, you know, some of those th- things like they have at the, uh, at the I was going to say the dentist's office, but that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the optometrist's office, where, you know, it's a glasses lens that they hold up in front of you and say, is that any better? Uh, and you're like... Fuck yeah, that's better. I had no, no idea that I was nearly blind. What have you people been trying to pull for my entire life? Yeah, that was what happened to me when that guy held those things up in front of me, at least. Yep. That, uh, usually so anyway. when I go, it's uh, to the point where I had anxiety about it. It was, which of these identical things is better? Yeah. And just made me wonder, like, I, I, I'm not qualified to decide that i'm just the guy with the eyes yeah. you're the guy who knows you're the fucking how eyes doctor work. which one which one do you think looks yeah better? which one would you say is better but i finally um one of my most recent eye exams actually i said to the ophthalmologist that i'm always nervous when i get an eye exam because i don't want to mess it up and have my glasses be wrong and he said oh no no, no. we we can measure the the distortion in your eye and we can see what it is and we this is just the very finest of fine tuning that you know he kind of made it feel like if i got that question wrong he would he would know and that made me feel better yeah yeah i mean somebody i feel like when we talked about this on some previous show somebody emailed us or or sent a forum post or something that said basically the same thing like they have those machines that they use to check your prescription which I think those those measure just broad changes but that would be entirely adequate for because I mean you can get used to it right like you don't have to correct your vision to perfect to be a functioning member of society or be able to drive and read and stuff yeah but if you already have really good glasses it would kind of suck to not have yeah to have something be a little bit worse and then when you're you get the feeling when you're in there, like, oh, God, my insurance is not going to pay for another pair of glasses for another year for lenses and two years for frames. And if I fuck this up, I'm just stuck for two years. Because you kind of forget that they're not expensive. Like, even without my insurance, I could go in and buy a pair of glasses if I needed to. Yeah, so. it's it, because it's, like, so important to you that you yeah. assume it's going to be, like... Well, I could no sooner do without my glasses as I could without my car. So a pair of glasses must cost $30,000. <laughs> right. 
It's like, and no, it turns out it doesn't really work that way. Even if you buy the fanciest fancy frames, unless they're like a single carved piece of diamond. Man, I'll tell you something that I've uh, been noticing amongst the amongst the hipsters, because man, is this neighborhood in Chicago uh, hipster central? Uh, Big ass glasses yep. seem to be the thing. Is that, like, hasn't that always been the way? Well, I guess, but I, I'm just noticing it a lot more. Like girls with like the the old lady from the old navy commercials sized glasses, like. Bigger glasses than the biggest of my grandma's big glasses, you know. Uh-huh. And then starting to see it on starting to see it on the fellows. It went past the like aviator style, you know, with the tinted glass and the and the crossbar across the top, um, parallel to the line between the eyes, and and into just like gigantic plastic frames. Right. Like there's an arms race amongst the companies that supply glasses to hipsters to make the largest glasses. And eventually it seems like, you know, how much... It it, it seems like one of the hallmarks of that culture is a sort of laziness. How much effort do you want it to be to hold your glasses on your fucking face? Right. You know? It seems like you would... Like, the bigger they are, because... You're, if you're a hipster, you're going to be getting the cheapest lenses you can get, too. So they're going to be the heaviest lenses. Just the deeper the divots you're going to have in your skull and your nose, like bridge of your nose by the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, you just wear your ears out. Yeah, so the, the next hipster thing is they're just going to have their ears falling off. Yeah. Necrotic ears, they call it. Necrotic ear syndrome, NES. Jimmy yeah, I had an NES back in the eighties, and then necrotic ears. Yeah. Uh, the 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 big thing around here seems to be uh, actually really cool posters on every surface. We keep mm. uh, hot stuff's been taking us to to some of his haunts. A lot of places with good beer selections. A lot of places with, with good food. I had a lamb burger tonight, and it only took about four times as long as you would expect a meal to take. Yeah, uh. I, uh, I I rolled in here about. 30 seconds before it was time for us to go live. I was prepared to cover for you. Yeah. No, I, I, I let you know that I might be late, and then and, uh, we got here just in the nick of time. But yeah, the, every every surface has cool posters. That's pretty cool. Including, like, vintage concert posters, it seems like, and stuff. Like, I saw last night at the place that we went, just that it was like, it was a bar that he hadn't even been to. It was just, it was like, oh, let's go get a beer. And there was like a Dinosaur Jr. poster that was pretty cool. Dinosaur and Jr. is a is an ongoing concern again, though. Oh, are they? Are they? Are they? Are they back? Yeah, they've got a new album out. Oh wow! Okay, I, I assumed that Dinosaur Jr. was something from twenty years ago when I first became aware of Dinosaur Jr. And that, yeah, that that was an old poster. Well, never mind. Never mind. This is all new school bullshit. And there was a, the Flaming Lips. I mean, who's heard of them since Tangerine? Yeah. What is that guy even? Absolutely. What? Yeah. I don't even know. That's What she, is that song even called? She, she Don't, don't use, use Jelly. jelly. Yep. Yeah. It's a pretty good song. Anyway, what did you do instead of carving a pumpkin at your pumpkin carving party? Uh, we had, like ate some hearty fall stews that people have been stewing. And we drank some beers, and we just kind of talked to other people with about their kids while our children played together, and 
yeah, just kind of shot the shit and watched our kids play. And, uh, well, Ollie did his pumpkin because he opted for, uh, like, a, there's a Mr. Potato Head branded line of just plastic things that you stick in the pumpkin to make uh-huh. the, the thing. And I was kind of resistant to that when he started looking at it, but then I just kind of caught myself. It's like, yeah, why is it so important to me that he carve the pumpkin? Because he can't carve the pumpkin yet. So right. he might as well do this. That would make him really happy. And he wasn't whining about it. So, yeah, we, we did his. We poked some holes in the thing, and he got to stick all the little parts in there and turn the pumpkin into a Mr. Potato Head. Or Mr. Pumpkin Head, I suppose. Yeah. Did he do anything weird, like put an eye where the mouth was supposed to be? No, he pretty much, like, he got the picture and studied it and did it just how the how the picture was. With his, That seems to be that kid's methodology. Yeah, like studying, his, some, studying something and then trying to reproduce it. With his he's got a promising home, career as an art forger. He's messing, he's messing around <laughs> with them now, with the potato heads at home and the... And the uh, Lego minifigs. He likes to mix and match those. Ooh. But when it comes to art, art, art is different, man. You gotta watch those minifigs because one out of every five of them has a mini wasp in it. Hmm. Wait, no, I'm thinking of, am I thinking of dates? <laughs> I don't know. You gotta watch going on dates because one out of every five will turn out to be with a wasp. Yeah, well, if you're in, like, Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you might end up with a BAPS. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, is there a, or a what is a Jewish American Jewish princess? American princess? <laughs> yeah, it was okay. He could be all kinds of uh, even doubly offensive with that one. Yeah, but is that not a that's a thing, isn't it? Is there not a, is there not an acronym for a for a nice Jewish girl? I think that's uh, that's what you're supposed to say if you're Jewish. A jaw like a Jewish American woman. Yeah, a jag. Go. With a with a jaw, a jag a j- a g- girl. Yeah, yeah, you're going on a you're gonna you're gonna go on a jag off tonight, for you. <laughs> I'm gonna it's try to time. get a jag off. Yeah. Um, if you if you uh, try to date a uh, Han Dynasty Chinese woman, you you're attempting to get a Han job. The Han job, perfect. A hand a hand job. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, if you if you want somebody to uh, jerk you off while you watch Star Wars. Right. Otherwise, you'll have to go Han Solo. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't be Greedo. Um, listen to some Jizz Whale. Jizz Whale. Yeah. Did you know that that's the name for the style of music that the Max Rebo, not Max Rebo. Max Rebo was in Jabba's Palace. The Cantina Band, Bar Queen Dan, and the and the Cantina Band. They play Jizz Whale. Yeah, Jizz Whale is what they call which is a variant of jizz uh so this is straight this is actually straight out of george lucas's mouth this jizz is straight out of george lucas's mouth right well there there's been plenty put into it over the years so yeah 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 so what else have you done it's been like it's been it's been a fortnight i know but my memory only goes back a week i only remember things in in week-long increments uh, you know, we've been recording the uh, horror show Hot Dog. Um, oh, good. I think we're legit enough that we can link that on Hot Dog Net. I don't think it's going okay. anywhere. Uh, so I've been watching some good, bad, and ugly 
horror movies for that. Um, I would, uh, no, I don't think I can recommend any of them so far. There, we just watched one called VHS that was interesting. That was a, uh, anthology series, or anthology film where everything was found footage was the kind of hook. And the book, the book ending segment just looked like it was shot on like a camcorder that you or I would have had when we were 12. And it was so ugly and just amazingly ugly on a big screen, but really effective for horror. I mean, so the, the, the conceit of the film was that it was meant to be found footage or was it actually a horror movie made out of found of actually found footage? Oh no. The conceit of the film was that the, in the wraparound segment, you get the, the story of these guys who break into a house to steal a VHS tape that some mysterious dude hired them to steal, and they find a big pile of them, and they start watching them, and all of them have, you know, like, one of them, it's a guy recording through a camera hidden in his glasses, one of them's a couple that has an actual camcorder, which was a relief after the seriously lo-fi shit, and... <clears throat> Did you ever end up seeing Chronicle? I haven't was yet. That the name I, of that? I would like to. <clears throat> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. We uh, this is also not a horror movie, but we went and saw uh, prior prior to leaving on the trip. We went and saw Seven Psychopaths. Yeah, I heard you liked that. How did it go? I I did. I liked it a lot. Um, but when we walked out, I I, t- I told Emily. I said I, I said. Uh, you know, I I very much enjoyed that movie, but I would be a little hesitant to recommend it hmm. to to anybody um because i so it has some of that stephen king writing himself into the dark tower vibe Uh to it because it is a movie about a guy who is writing a movie Hmm. and the things that they say about the movie that he is writing are things that sort of come to pass like the the way that Colin Farrell's and Sam Rockwell's characters want the screenplay to go are the way that their characters direct the progress of the actual movie Hmm. and it is it is self-referential in a way that I was entirely okay with but that I feel like somebody who was a little more thoughtful about it than me might think was wanky Hmm. um but I mean, it's 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 Sam Rockwell, Colin Farrell, Christopher Walken, and Woody Harrelson, and it for my money, it's hard to get a better lineup than that. Yeah, I mean, like Colin Farrell's not my favorite <clears throat> guy, but Tom Waits. Also, Tom Waits is in it too. He's pretty good. Yeah, I would watch a Tom Waits. Yeah, you know, his his part is his part is fairly minor. I, you know, I like Colin Farrell. I there's I don't think that I've ever seen him do anything that that I thought was bad. Huh. Did you see Daredevil? I did not see Daredevil. That's where you'll see him do something that's bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. That movie wasn't th- so great. Was that was that where Ben Affleck was the superhero? Yeah. And Jennifer Garner was Electra. That was lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, t- I'm trying to even think what else Colin Farrell's done that I'm aware of. He was in a couple episodes of Scrubs, I think. He was not Colin Firth. That's what he's been. Yeah, he's definitely not Colin Firth. That guy, man. I would watch a like. 
I would watch a lecture in a language that I didn't understand if it had that guy in it. You'd even watch Bridget Jones's Diary too. Was he in Bridget Jones's Diary too? Colin Firth. Yeah, he was in both. No, I didn't see either of them. <laughs> uh. I would watch Bridget Jones's Red Shoe Diary. Hmm. Where um, Bridget Jones's Vampire Diaries. Uh, what's that? What is the actress's name? What is Bridget Jones's name? Renee Zellweger. Yeah, where Renee Zellweger just had sex with um, Mulder, David Duchovny. <laughs> with Mulder, not David Duchovny. Mulder in character. Well, David Duchovny as Mulder. Yeah, yeah. I would prefer to, uh, David Duchovny as Scully. Ah, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So I, I went on a trip. We went to Austin. We went to the. Um, what do you call it? The Alamo Draft House. Uh, you remembered uh, which to go is there. A, I, I did. I did. I did not forget. Uh, we went on September 11th, actually. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And we went on probably October 11th. It's like, damn it. I just missed it. Um, no, I mean, it's the place where you, they kick you out for texting. You know, they serve, yeah, they yeah. serve beer inside the theater. Uh, that was pretty good. We saw, we saw the, uh, the P.T. Anderson movie, The Master. Ooh, I would like to see that. Is that good? Um, Cause yeah. He hasn't he hasn't missed for me yet. Yeah. What are we What are we looking at? We're looking at Magnolia, Boogie Nights. Yeah. Although I haven't seen um, No Country for Old Men, which was his. No Country for Old Men or the other one. I don't know. Uh, there will be blood. That was his. Oh, okay. I have not I have not seen that either. Um, the master was weird and it didn't really go anywhere, which I, so Magnolia, my recollection of Magnolia is really just like a collection of sound bites, sort of, uh-huh. right? It, it, it's, I, I almost want to compare it to like a happiness in that, like, there's just a bunch of sort of gross people and nothing happens to them. Hmm. Really? Uh, and in fact, <clears throat> because Philip Seymour Hoffman is in all of both of those guys' movies, right? And I and I don't remember the name of the guy that uh, that did Happiness and Welcome to the Dollhouse and Todd all of those. What's that guy's name? Todd Salons. Todd Salons. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I mean, it was good. The Master was good. Um. I, I uh, it, it made me it was the first time I'd ever seen Amy Adams in anything that made me like Amy Adams hmm um, she plays a fairly despicable character really everyone in it is pretty despicable Joaquin right. Phoenix is great as just a fucking lunatic <laughs> I would believe that yeah that yeah so that, so we did that we, we've, we've been to a couple of uh good-sized arcades that's been fun and then uh, since i since i got to chicago all i've been doing is podcasts yeah you've got uh, do the podcasts kind of pile up on you when you're traveling yeah they do uh we recorded a video games hot dog a minute ago then we went to dinner and now i'm talking to you that catches us right up i did watch another weird movie that i talked about no i didn't talk about that last week today a uh we watched a movie called rock of ages which I can't stop talking about, even though I'm not sure I liked it. I really, really wanted to see that when it was in the theater, and Emily wouldn't go with me. 
she, she, well, I mean, it was it was not. That was like every time we were going to the movies, I would, because like the way that this normally works is that we both read what's playing and say I would see X, Y, or Z, and then whatever we agree on is what we go see. Sure. Um, and Rock of Ages was never on her short or even long lists. Right. I intended to see it in the theater, but never got around to it. But it's. I mean, at the heart of it, you've got these two, the, like, central pair of star-crossed lovers, whatever, who sing like they're on glee and are just kind of bland and or, bland and or obnoxious. But then... And who are, they, who are they played by and... They're played by, like, nobody you've ever heard of. Okay. But they're the... Like, in the movie Titanic, where there's all this cool shit going on, but the plot keeps coming back to Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet mm-hmm. you don't really give a shit about it unless Kate Winslet's top is off but then like around it there's like Alec Baldwin as the like burned out owner of the club who's like an aging hippie and he's funny Tom Cruise as the like washed up rocker in the Brett Michaels from Poison Mode it is hilarious and fascinating and weird um, Brian Cranston's in there as the mayor of LA and and his wife Catherine Zeta Jones is trying to stop the club from the the like rock and roll club from being open and everything is just done in butt rock anthems from the eighties. Yeah. And like some of it is so weird that it just approaches genius. So, like, I, I kept saying, like, I don't know if this is good, and I don't think I can in good conscience recommend it to anybody, but some of this shit just demands to be seen. So I, I uh, made Vaginal Blood Fart watch it, and he hated it. His pain was was intense. His tears were sweet. So I, I figure I'm not going to recommend it to anybody, but I'm just saying, like, i I not sure that I liked it, but I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Yeah, I want to see it. Still. I wonder if that'll... Eh, it'll show up on Netflix. You could red box it. You, you could rent it through... Uh, through uh, Amazon. Or through... Voodoo. I don't know what Voodoo is. Just another one of those places where... Or online thingies where you can... Pay like three bucks to stream a movie. Like a Hulu Voodoo? Like a Hulu Voodoo... Cholo follow. Oh, speaking of which, you know what time it is? You know what time it is of the year, Mr. Skullhead, is it is time for uh, North Clay Elementary School to publish its uh, lunch menu. North, uh, North Clay uh, Unified School District number 25, uh, 953 Kinmundy Road, Louisville, Illinois, 62858, to be specific. Hmm. Um, so uh, this year, the Halloween lunch... Uh, occurs for some reason on Thursday, October 25th. Hmm. Uh, even though October 31st is a day when they serve lunch, right. uh, it is it is on the, the previous Thursday that they have the spooky lunch. Uh, children children uh, in my elementary school are, uh, are treated this year to dogs and coffin, uh, hot dog slash bun, Skeleton smiles, which are potatoes. Uh-huh. Vampire blood, which is juice, and dirt pudding, which is chocolate pudding, and uh, m- milk. Yeah, 
which uh yeah, that isn't that isn't it, they don't say what that is, but uh boy, the idea that you'd be drinking like some sort of fluid that was that was squeezed out of the of the the disgusting alien looking breasts of some giant herd animal is uh it's uh, chilling. Freaky. Not chilling as freaky to your as, very core. As dirt pudding, but skeleton smiles. That's uh basically teeth. Yeah, I don't know where to go with that. Because, I mean, it's... In a way, it's scary because of the skeleton, but in a way, it's reassuring because of the smile, right? So... But then what you do remember you... that all a skeleton can do is smile. <laughs> right, I mean, it's really... It's more of a of a rictus, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you suppose... Uh, do you suppose that in the uh, in the mountains of uh, South America, you you end up with an Andes rictus? <laughs> are the Andes in South America? Where are the Andes? Yeah, I don't even... they're they're in South America, uh, and South America is uh, too far to go for that joke. I feel. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, that didn't didn't really work, did it? Anyway, so horror show, horror show is is it horror show hot dog? Yep. Nice. It's a we thought I thought horror horror hot dog was too hard to say for some reason. And uh, like minutes into episode 1, I realized horror show hot dog is incredibly hard to say and kind of dumb, but we've embraced right. it. No, I mean it's I, th- I think it's great. It's got We're, that uh, uh, clockwork orange. Yep, yep. Thing going on. Gives you a gives you a toll chalk right in the Ganectica zone. <laughs> The uh, the Facebook page is facebook.com slash horror dog. Horror dog. Horror dog. Uh, yeah. We gotta we gotta do more things that combine Nadsat with uh, Mike Myers Jewish Brooklyn woman. Right. From the talk show. Veklempt. I was all Veklempt in my plechos, brother. <laughs> um I don't remember any of the other phrases from, from a, that. A Grozny Malchik is neither Grozny nor Malchik. Discuss. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy. Is that where that came from? Yeah, yeah. That's huh. coffee, coffee talk. Yeah, that's good. That's a good, uh, That that's a that's like a, a, a sort of a, a prototypical form of our style of, of writing things that we think are funny. Yeah, I think it's one that you you don't have to have seen that to think that that's funny. Yeah. I think it, he made something that actually works beyond the ridiculous character. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess it's, it's sort of one of those things where, like, I'm Xing a Y if by X you mean Z and by Y you mean A. Right. Like, why, where was the progenitor of that of that gag? Phil Hartman did it. Did it well. I wouldn't. I'm sure that it wasn't his to begin with, but he did a good job with it. It feels. It feels kind of Douglas Adamsy, I guess. Huh. Although Douglas Adams was more doing the, the like, uh, deceptive interpretation of something, but then just playing, playing the deliberate misinterpretation really straight. Huh. I'm not sure what you mean. What do you mean? Hmm? Uh, Like, it's unpleasantly like being drunk. What's so unpleasant about being drunk? Ask a glass of water. Ah, right, right. You know, like, not 
the the like the the change in the sense in which the word is is being used mm-hmm. is done conversationally the way that it would be as opposed to like in a gaggy fashion you know? kind of like the I was going to pick the chihuahua up but the little guy was going nuts and the chihuahua was, was freaking out too sure yeah that is a favorite the favorite structure of mine too it's like wait yeah, a minute well, you, you said know. one thing and it means a different thing Whoa. that's just yeah, one I mean, of the, that's uh, the it's the essence of humor is that a would that count as a reverse because I, well, I don't know I'm very into the the central things in comedy being farts um, absurdism reversals and uh, timing right so fart yeah yeah when you think comedy think fart I guess no taboo of course farts okay absurdity reversal taboo those are yeah the, it, it makes me really wish that F was the, the last letter in fart yeah, because that, that's the timing thing. Yeah, because then you get fart you get fart coming in there at the end, and then, and then it's funnier because it isn't until the last thing that you realize that, that the acronym is also fart. Right. I think we need to workshop this some more. Absurdism. Yeah. We do a lot of that, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Sweet absurdism. Pickled eels on the jelly plane. Man, I saw some gross food today. We went to a uh, we went to a Polish deli for lunch, and everything that I had was really good. But man, I saw a head cheese. I had never seen a head cheese in my life, oh. and uh, just the, the 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 attractive way in which they had decided to display the head cheese made it uh, pretty gross. It was like. Uh, it was like looking at an MRI. Yeah. You know, it was it was sliced open like a sausage, like you do, but the cross-section of the sausage looked like a cross-section of, of a, just a, a scan of a bunch of organs. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know how you look at that and then eat it. Yep. Rawr. Uh, do you want to, do you want to break or do you want to switch? Uh, we, let's break and then let's break and then switch. Let's bait and then switch. Mm. Well, let's take a break so I can bait. <laughs> All right. And then we'll switch over to answering questions. All right, we're uh, about six. Three, do you want seventeen minutes or thirteen minutes? Uh, let's do seventeen. I don't uh, think this thread's very long. And we're back. Hey. Did you get your? Did you uh, get yourself a new beer? I did. Oh, good, good. I uh, am still working on the beer that I started with, which is weird. Drinking so slow is tonight. A, is it a giant beer? No, it's just your regular little twelve ounce beer. It's not a heavy beer either. I don't know. Just taking it slow. Mm. Taking it slow. I think I screwed up and don't have the questions thread in front of me anymore. Uh, let me track it down. What is it uh, called? I'm looking for yeah. it too. It is. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. Question thread for October twenty second. Did you go through the fifteenth thread? Yeah, pretty thoroughly. On the last show. Okay. 
All right. Uh, I'll try to get that episode posted in the feed. I saw somewhere that Casey Wiederman had recorded it and, and posted a link to it, but I will uh, I will put it in the actual podcast feed if you can get me the... I, I think did it, you up... Did, it is uploaded, yeah. Okay, good. I will uh, I will download it here. I gotta I gotta do that, and I gotta download Rift section of video games, hot dog. And man, man, what would I do with all my spare time if I didn't do any podcasts? Probably start a couple new podcasts. Hey, podcast. Uh, I eat food, right? I need karma. It doesn't matter how fast I ascend or how often I do. There is never enough. I do my four-day run, knock out that nemesis quest, Nord, and then sit in Africa for a day or two to play the slash T game to earn some meat. What? Being that I slay my nemesis, and it turns out they never even stole the artifact, uh, it was being cleaned by the new guy. How about I avenge their death by killing their nemesis, as long as it isn't me? Kind of like a nemesis, nemesis, nemesis quest. This could really be fun, plus a great way for me to grab more karm. I mean, a way that the players could have a little more fun and nothing more. Just make sure there's a karma reward, though. I mean, your nemesis, nemesis is you, right? Your enemy's enemy is your friend to me. Right. The enemy of my friend is my Romney. The enemy of Romney is Ronnie. Yeah. The subject of Romney's enti- enmity is Entity Ronnie. <laughs> anti Entity Ronnie? Yeah, Ronnie Ronnie Entity is Andy Entity's son. Okay. I don't think I even know who Anti Entity is. I just like that name. A- anti Entity is Tina Turner in Beyond Thunderdome. Oh, okay. One of these days I should watch those movies. Oh, you haven't seen any of them? Nope. Oh, wow. I've seen some of the middle of uh, Mad Max, which is of the actual the actual original Mad Max. I know Road Warrior. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Road Warrior is sort of the one you think of as being the the one that defines the series because yeah. the first one is like sort of weird and has nothing really to do with the rest of them. And let me just Other say that uh, seeing like um, twenty minutes in the middle of the Road Warrior is not the way to go about seeing Mad Max or yeah, wanting no, to see I, more of it. Yeah, I could definitely, definitely say that. I mean, Mad Max was just really, it, it is the sort of, like, establishment, in the, in the same way that, like, uh, I don't know. It's actually hard for me to draw any comparisons. Like, the Road Warrior defined the look of post-apocalypse stuff. Yeah. In a way that, I mean, I guess you might argue that A Boy and His Dog, which predated it, was pretty similar. One thing's for sure, you gotta have Mel Gibson in there. You do. I mean, you could have Don Johnson and a dog that talks. I don't... For some reason, I thought that was Mel Gibson in both movies, and that really made my point eloquently. Damn it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Damn it, reality. No, it's... it's, uh, Boy and His Dog is Don Johnson, but the the voice of the dog is somebody. It's like Walter Matthau or somebody. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna look that up. Ah. If you go to a concert and your your ears are all, like, ringing the next morning, could you play a little bit of kind of loud music as, like, a voice of the dog to help you get over it? Sorry, I... Huh. What? No, maybe, it, maybe it isn't anybody. Hell, I don't know. The voice of blood. If blood is the dog... I mean, I know that dog was thicker than water, but I'm not sure... Yeah, okay. So that didn't go anywhere. And now I've lost the thread. 
I've lost the thread in a number of ways. The Dog Delusion says, Ahoy there! The Monster Manual is pretty sweet, and it makes me curious. Are there any plans slash ideas slash dreams to add more permanent items to Mr. Store in the future? Um, not well, no. Because we just did. Yeah, we just like there did. weren't plans to add them in the past, either. Yeah, I mean, every once in a while we'll think of something like the custom title form or whatever and decide to add something. But I think that this is only the second thing we have added since Mr. Store launched, right? Uh, yeah, no, the, the custom title and that, pretty much. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, as a side note slash completely different comment, what do you think about a familiar that helps you be sneakier, like to help you be <laughs> sneakier and increase non-combats? Uh, well, since, since I years back changed the math on that so it's not a big deal for something to, to give you more uh, than there was, then uh, yeah, I mean, that's a that might be a feature of some familiar in the future, mm. a future feature, a late night double feature. Rage in says, Chicken Scully, you're awesome, and if I was a woman, I'd have your babies just to have awesome babies. Uh, I mean, you can totally have our babies anyway. If you really <laughs> liked us, you would uh, you would uh, get us get our uh, fetuses sewn into your abdomen. Do you think that would work? It works for Arnold Schwarzenegger in that movie, Predator. <laughs> yeah, where they sewed the Predator fetus onto the outside of his abdomen. Right. They were like, they really they sewed that to one side and an egg to the other side, and they said, "All right, you have a, a week where you have to take care of this egg and this fetus, and if either of them are broken by week's end, you fail home ec." Um, and uh, Danny DeVito will disown you as your twin. Uh, did you ever see Junior? No. I figure that's the kind of thing that does what it says on the tin. You know? It has some Arnold Schwarzenegger getting pregnant. And I think I can just imagine that as, he's, as easily as anybody can film it. Yeah, probably the one that you wrote in your head would be better than the one that was wrote on the screenplay. Right. Uh, my question is, is there any chance of having some sort of post-sorceress tips and pointers from the Council of Loathing or something similar? I've been playing for a year now, and, what I've, and while I've done a little after-course stuff, much of it is tricky to find and work out unless you use the wiki or forums to get information. Uh, yeah, I see what you mean. I, uh, I, do, I, do, I do see what you mean. Um, one of these days, the C-unlock process needs to be changed to... An idea that we pretty much already have for how to make that make more sense. Um, but, you know, we'll do that when we don't have a bunch of other shit to do. That'll happen. This is this is one of those weird calms between storms where there is, in the very near future, a shitload of shit that suddenly has to get chat. Right. Um, I think we're doing a good job this time at not getting lulled into the false sense of security. Like yeah. keeping in mind that things aren't done just because we've conceived of them. Kinda. Yeah, I think that I think that everybody's pretty much on top of like the item of the month is already done, and well, I mean apart from like the item of the month is done, but for like maybe an hour of work on my part, right. and that is fucking crazy. Yeah, there's, there's eight week, days yeah. or nine days. There's nine days until the end of the month, but yeah, that's Ooh. like a, a beetle week and another day. What's a beetle week? Oh, eight days oh, a hard. Week. Hard days, a hard day, because of the hard days night inserted yeah. into the middle of it. Yeah, that that leads to eight days a week. It's like an extra day and a night. 
where you have an erection. Yep. And then you have to call the doctor, doctor, to give me the news. I got a bad case of a 24-hour erection. I mean, that will happen if you love someone. Yeah. If you love someone, give them a 24-hour erection. If you love someone, set them free, but not before you fuck them. Otherwise, you'll have a 24-hour erection. Uh, If you love someone, give them a five-hour energy. And if they drink it, you'll know that they're not the right person for you. (laughs) Um, I Eat Food says, all the clans look the same. I I Eat Food is uh, Fred Schneider. All the clans look Look the the same. same. Uh, Any chance we could be able to buy different buildings with different layouts? Maybe no rumpus room, but a bigger VIP lounge? More fortified walls for CVC fights? How about one with a roof? Ours has none and everything gets soaked when it rains. It never rains in the kingdom. Also, when can we expect some rain? Forests and the plains need rain to grow, and the island is just going to be land without rainfall. Uh, Well, unless the polar caps in the mountains melt, but global warming is a whole different problem. Wait, so you're suggesting that an island without rain is just land? So a day without oh, sunshine yeah, is like I get night. You. I get you. Like the seas will evaporate, and it won't be an island anymore. It will just be a, it will be a peninsula connected via a divot. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, we should implement a complicated weather system and make it so, like a dust storm only works if there's not already a rainstorm going on. Yeah. A regular storm. We uh, I assumed it rained every night during rollover. Oh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, the sprinklers kick on if it doesn't, right? So. Yeah. The forests have a drip system. You know what I want to go back to? The days when you could refer to somebody as a drip. Ah, uh, yeah. Somebody because that's, uh, you know, according to Mad Magazine, uh, that's something that happened at some point when Mad Magazine writers were alive. Right. That guy's a real drip. What do you think Urban Dictionary says about drip? Are we talking uh, post-nasal or uh, when it comes out of your mushroom tip? So check it out. Boring, tiresome, and annoying person without any sense of humor. Huh. Um, Let's see. So So Yeah, there is a lot of people talking about post-nasal drip. Uh, a case of chlamydia or gonorrhea. Mm, uh, gonorrhea yeah. is spelled, as far as I know, correctly, but I think chlamydia is not. Right. Uh, and then there's a very uh, non-funny... Uh, the thing they put in your arm when you go to hospital. An intravenous IV drip replenishes fluid loss. Mm. But it's nice when you have drip as a like that derogatory term, because you can say stuff like... Well, it was raining men, but all she caught were a couple of drips. Yeah, is it? Yeah? Yeah. That's snazzy. That's gotten moxie. Underscore Wasp says, What do you say to the people whose questions you don't answer and then they keep asking them anyway? Well, I mean, definitionally sort of nothing, right? (laughs) That's what I say to them. Yeah, I mean, there aren't a lot of questions that we skip... I mean, I guess there are probably some, and there are probably people reading all of these questions threads and listening to all of our shows who are more aware of the ones we skip than we are. Because we don't give a fuck, man. We drink so much during this show that we're lucky if we remember our names by the end of them. Yeah, man. Uh, Wax says, please make a monster that is a cloud in the shape of a computer. 
I don't get it. <laughs> Is this like a cloud computing joke? Yeah, I think so. Is that it? Yeah, I think so. Computer cloud. Yeah. Is that it? That's it. Do you think that's it? Yeah, I think that's all. Huh. Whack. You need to try harder. Do you think Whack is a boy or a girl? Whack? Yeah. I would assume a boy, but then Wank was a girl. Right. Uh, you know. If I don't know somebody's gender, I just assume that they're male. Wow. That's pretty sexist of you. Isn't it, though? It's sexist what of me to, to think of anybody as having any gender at all. Is that is that andronormative? Mm-hmm. Is is operating under the assumption that the the viewer or reader or subject is male? Is that would you call that andronormative? I would call it narcissistic. In the absence of information, we assign the same Our traits that we gender. have to somebody else. You know, like if I've just met somebody and they seem cool and intelligent, I assume they share my political beliefs. Okay. You know, I, I think to, to save time when you're connecting with somebody, you just, you're looking for blocks of things that you can write off. Like, oh, well, we're, we're obviously the same on this, this, and this. Or you're, So you think when a woman does a podcast, they assume that anybody who writes anything to their podcast is a woman? See, that's a trick yeah. question because women don't do podcasts. Or listen to them. For some reason. <laughs> right. Well, some women listen to them. It's because women aren't funny. It, it's weird, you know. We, you're right. <laughs> Women are not funny. No. It, so, so I was talking to uh, I was talking to uh, to, to Liker Shampoo about this a while back, and we can't figure it out. Why women don't do podcasts? Hmm. Like, uh, let's let's take a serious let's let's uh, let's have a few minutes of serious discussion about this topic. So. Okay. Arguably, podcasts are a sort of a masturbatory waste of time. Right. So, one thing that you could say that was sexist against men instead of women is that the reason that more women don't do podcasts is because they are less likely to, you know, for the same reason that probably fewer women spend a bunch of time building sandcastles right. than men. I'm guessing that if you go to, like, a really hardcore sandcastle contest, it's mostly going to be men making sandcastles. Well, there are some women up in there, but I think you're right in that the kind of non-productive hobby and, you know... Model, model train. Yeah, somebody, and everybody's going to tell me I'm wrong when I say this, which is why I'm hesitating. Like, the non-productive hobby seems to be a guy thing. Like, guys will do, like, woodworking or beer brewing where you do come up with something at the end. But, yeah, like, the, the model train and the, the golfing, that kind of shit, seems to be more men. Whereas women would rather d- do something productive, even if it's like you, just, like, read a book. I, you know? And it's lame to say, like, cooking or knitting. Like, but knitting and crocheting are, yeah. Yeah, but, or, like, making a... Equ- I mean, like, of my relatives... It's only the women who do those things, right? So, like, with a with a with a small sample set, like, 
uh, man, my mom loaded me down with these because we we went down to we went down to my my hometown and my mom was in town. Like she was there. They go to her and her sisters go to some. It's called the Covered Bridge Festival, uh-huh. uh, which is about what you'd expect. <laughs> you get you could go there, and you can buy maybe like. A uh, cast iron American flag to hang on your wall, <laughs> or <laughs> something, something like that. Um, you know, a, a non-functional birdhouse that has been painted with an American flag, or a heart with a banner across it that says "friendship," right. or something like. If you go to my mom's house, the kind of shit she has all over every vertical surface, right. Uh, is the kind of shit that you get at the Covered Bridge Festival. But but uh, she was there and she, she loaded me down with this stuff that was either too fragile or too large for her to take home on a plane, but <laughs> stuff that she'd been intending to take home for, for many, many years. So now my car is just full of giant, fragile, antique things. <laughs> that, like, damn it. You're making, this, you're making it so hard for me to skid around corners without caring whether my backpack falls over and ruins this basket filled with precious memories really I think it's just a basket and the basket is itself the precious memory yeah. the, the conversation that I had with 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 Lycra was was sort of interesting about this because I feel like with with podcasting there isn't so you can get the like why are there not more women in math and science right and the argument will often go well there is a barrier to entry to be taken seriously in a male-dominated field that makes it less likely that a woman will make it through it. But I think in in podcasting, and and then to a larger extent in like indie game development, that barrier is not really there, right? right? Because you can do one of these things from start to finish without ever talking to anyone or dealing with anyone. I wonder if there's lingering cultural pressure to think that, like, you're a woman, you should be doing something productive instead of just jagging off like men get to. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but it's a little bit... I don't feel like the shows that we do are a waste of time, right? It would be easy to no, characterize no. them that way, but it would also be easy to characterize our jobs as a waste of time, yeah. right? But, like, they're not a waste of time. They, like, earn us the money that it takes to feed our families, and they entertain people, and they, you know, I would like to think on some small scale contribute to the depth and breadth of human culture, it's also a way for you to connect with your friends, which is a thing that guys have trouble doing. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it that way. I mean, that's the thing that keeps me going to record Horror Show Hot Dog when, like, the house is messy or I have some work that I should be doing for this guy that I know, yeah. is that it's hard for men to cultivate friendships. And so... Like, the amount of ill will I will get from the guy I work for, who is also my friend, is less than the amount of, like, friendship I'll generate with the guys if I do it, so. Yeah, it's yeah. Like another way to connect with dudes as somebody who doesn't play any sports or have any, like, group hobbies. 
Yeah, because you can't really make fr- like you can't really make friends with a guy. Yeah, well, my wife had to set me up with Adam on several little mandates before we were cool with calling each other because dudes just don't do that. Yeah, but I mean, you guys are like super gay and always giving each other handjobs and stuff, so that's now, like now. I mean, that's awkward because it was like a date, right? I'm talking about for like a straight guy like me, it's hard to like befriend a new guy without coming across as a guy like you. I don't know any straight guys like you. Oh. Wow. Yeah, I'm just going to drop the mic on that. The first cut is the deepest. Uh, With Crimbo coming up, says Mokome, once thoughts turn to the joys of gift giving and receiving. What I want this season is the ability to prepack and store gift packages. I like giving newcomers a care package of useful things, but it's awkward to stop what I'm doing, go flipping through inventory, closet and storage, then wade through multiple drop downs, very likely forget to send a couple things. With prepack gifts, I could send one Postamance or Welcome Special and be on my merry way. It would also allow contest runners to wrap up the prizes ahead of time, creating several without labels, could let people do mystery grab bags. Uh, I don't know if this idea is at all feasible from a programming point of view, but I thought I would bring it up. Huh, so like a custom package. That's interesting. I don't know how many people would want it. Yeah, cool. and that's the thing. Like you, you it, with something like that, you have to weigh the extent to which that adds complexity to the interface and the amount of time. I mean, it's it would be we could figure out a way to do it, right? Like it is not implausible to 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 implement to code, but the amount of time that we would spend on it relative to how many people that it would make happy might not make it a particularly good value proposition. Mm. You know, sometimes I'm dubious as to whether that's a good metric for determining what we should work on. You know, because, like, honestly, it would make more people happy for us to, you know, make a new zone instead of doing our taxes. (laughs) Right? Right? Um, but but it's like clearly not a decision in the moment that we can make based on that. Yeah, and then Lord Coble says write or get somebody to write a macro or mafia script to do that. Yeah, I mean, I wonder, you know, something like making the macro language support that, although it's sort of like just filling out a form, right? So right. Huh. Yeah, I don't know the right way to approach that. Zito says, ever since the Guild Quest revamp, there's nothing to indicate to new players that the barrel full of barrels is a thing. They used to hand out some consumables, but now it just silently unlocks. We'd love to see it acknowledged again in some way. I don't think I realized that that happened. Hmm. Um, that, yeah, you're right. Something should point you to that. Uh, Seth or else is any chance we'll get to explore the frigid Northlands one day maybe as a part of a content familiar I think it'd be pretty cool to see a place that at this point has only been mentioned in various texts throughout the game yeah but it's almost better if you don't know the details yeah I don't think we're ever going to take you to distant lands either yeah it's it's better it's better as something on the horizon which which I don't think we've ever really felt that way about like the moons right we knew you would go there one day yeah um, and now you have and um, yeah, where else? Where else would we not take you? Nowhere, really. You're probably never going to travel in time to the times of yore. Yeah. There's the ancient past. Anywhere that like 
Yeah, never mind. Uh, he also says, has MC Front ever had to tell you or Scully, tut, tut? I don't know. You ever had your grammar corrected by Front a lot? No, he's pretty uh, mellow about those things in, in real life. Yeah. And I think we're both better spellers than he is. Yeah. We could be tut-tutting him, but we're just not that kind of dudes. We could be. I Eat Food says, where did you come up with the name The Kingdom of Loathing? Was it like my player name where I thought this was something I would do for a day or two and then quit? Or was there some actual thought put into it? If you could go back in time and change it without anyone ever knowing and the success of the game being exactly the same as it is now, would you? What names would you toss around? By the way, I've grown to love and embrace the name I Eat Food and wouldn't change it for ten Mr. A's, so I honestly expect the same answer from you about the game now. <sighs> yeah, the, the, the naming of things is... Is, is a tricky thing. Um, I mean, Loathing, I needed a name for the directory that I put the initial scans that I did for the game in, and I just typed Loathing kind of at random, and then decided that the name of the game was The Kingdom of Loathing, and registered the domains and stuff. Um, the more time you have to think about it, at least in my experience, the more you just get crippled by it and and I think if somebody said hey here's a here's a, a magic lamp and if you rub this lamp you can change the name of this and no one will know that you changed it right it will just always have been called that I would jump for the lamp to enthusiastically rub it and then sit there for six months trying to come up with a name yeah um, you know fucking word realms I don't like that name but I, I dislike it less than all of the other shit that all of us managed to come up with. And there were a couple dozen, I feel like. Yeah. That, that we went through. I don't know, like, with Kingdom of Loathing, it's hard to say whether the name has been a liability or a, a bonus. Yeah. Like, I wonder how many people just went, well, Loathing, well, that doesn't sound pleasant at all. Versus how many people went, Kingdom of Loathing, that's kind of a funny name. I'm going to remember that until I get to my computer. Yeah. You know, it's no RuneScape. Right. It's I'm no sure the RuneScape adventure. guys are going, why the fuck did we call it RuneScape? Now we're stuck with RuneScape forever. I like to think so. Yeah, I mean, I've never, I've never felt like I wish that it had a different name. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I do sort of wish that the company was not called Asymmetric Publications, LLC. Right. You know, I would almost consider changing the name of that to, like, Asymmetric Games. I like Asymmetric, but, like, the reason that I registered as Publications is because Asymmetric Publications Limited was the fake publisher that I copyrighted the Asymmetric Gazette to, which was, like, the second iteration of my personal website. Right. Way back in the day, and then that became Asymmetric.net. Uh, yeah. And now you know, there's an asymmetric comics. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's, uh, boy, what would you, what would you call it? You'd look at this, what do you think, if you looked at this game, didn't know the name of it, what name would you come up with for it? You don't want to, you know, Wacky Town Misadventures. <laughs> <laughs> Like, um, Adventureville. Sure, sure. Uh, like a farm. It's like a farm, like a town, 
but like there's not just a town there there's also you know some some agriculture so like farmville yeah i mean that's the thing like i struggle you know and 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 the thing is i i think in a lot of ways it does not actually matter what anything is named right except in some like you know so i think that the competitor to second life which was called there it would not have mattered if there had been a thousand times better than second life it might have been for all i know but like a thing that you cannot google is is a thing that you just can't name a thing yeah right i mean like the band the the would never have taken off on iTunes because <laughs> you wouldn't be able to find them. Yeah, you know, I mean, video games, hot dog. I was I was talking to somebody about how hard it is to name things, and he replied, "This is from the guy who named something video games hot dog, which is like the best name. So shut the fuck up." <laughs> okay, if you say so. I mean, that was Roy and I deciding what to name our advice podcast and sort of suggesting advice hot dog as a joke and deciding whether it was going to be hot dog advice or advice hot dog. <laughs> and, and then, well, hot dog advice sounds like we're just giving advice about hot dogs. Yeah. And we don't want that. It's those things that I, you get stuck with, though. Those naming conventions. Like hell in the kingdom being named Hades. That comes up way more often than you'd think. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's not... It's not a very good joke. No, <laughs> you know? no I, I like, would freely admit that. <laughs> the original one. <laughs> you know. And, I mean, I don't, I don't really run into it because I, mean, I feel like everything that's ever really been about that has been, has been sort of your, your territory. And it's not a big deal. No, but it, but, it was but it a is. one-off joke so that I could get Hades nuts into the game. And that seemed really important at the time, but yeah. they're like, oh, anything that takes place in the Kingdom Underworld needs to be called Hades. Yeah, I mean, I kind of liked that we could... I didn't necessarily think that, you know, moaning Panda Square or the slums of Pandemonium needed to be a part of Hades. Yeah. But, eh, you know, I mean, it's it's the generic broad term for the Underworld, I guess. All of the seals just come from the infernal abyss. Yeah. Which isn't funny. Yeah. It's also not embarrassing, so it's got that going for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, naming shit. It sucks. It, it Like, it sucks that... To get bound up in... Like, thinking about getting started on the word realms MMO which is a thing that's coming up pretty quick like single digit number of months and real decisions are going to start having to be made about this and you know maybe it doesn't go anywhere maybe it's not successful maybe it doesn't take off like KOL did and so any of the decisions that we make don't matter or maybe it does and we don't want to be bound by some just random bullshit jokes that we made up on one afternoon for the next 10 years right and it's like which 
the, the classes, so random, so random. And think about how much of the last 10 years of our lives have been bound up in, well, what, a seal, what does a seal clubber do in this situation? What does a postamancer do in this situation? Yeah. You know, and that was like, I'm going to write down six funny class names, and I don't think that Saucerer is funny. <laughs> I still think like, Saucerer is the best one. Yeah, and I wrote down all of the ones that I could think of, and then Turtle Tamer and Saucerer after I stopped being able to think of anything. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Ayifu says, "Damn it, more for me." This is a sincere apology. The Dog Delusion started a thread about a recycling center for untradeable items like the scepter, the Nemesis familiars, and most importantly to him, the empty Agua de Vida bottles. What if it was a clan thing? For 200k meat, we could buy a trash compactor, fill it up, and get meat for the coffers. I mean, that's the same problem no matter what you decide you want to do with it is whatever that thing is, it has to check whether or not that thing is important to you. Like the things, I guess the sec, the scepters, the specter scepters are never important. But some of that stuff, and, I, you know, people have pointed out that you don't ever need any of the nemesis familiars to do anything. But I get that you want to be able to get rid of the second one. But the auto cell script doesn't know that this is your second one, right? It just knows what item it is. And so every one of those cases re would require special handling to allow you to get rid of it. And it's also, yeah, uh, you know, it, it, at the end of the day, it's tempting to just say, you know, this is really not that big a deal. You've been dealing with it for years, and it's probably going to be okay. Uh, our Avaganto says, uh, can we have, one, uh, accented vowels and enyes and familiar names? Hmm. Uh, right and wrong side of the tracks, like transitions between other zones. That is pretty fun, isn't it? Jumping over those tracks. A way to access the Bugbear Bakery without the outfit, like the dispensary. Uh, man, you guys, you guys gotta respect the narrative. That Bugbear does not like humans. He also doesn't like cumin. Oh, yeah, no, man. It's like, Which is weird. Like, Who the fuck doesn't like cumin? It's orange, and I, I don't actually know what cumin tastes like. What yeah, does yeah. cumin taste like? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I've never had it in anything that's not that doesn't have a bunch of other spices in it too. Oh yeah. So you just think of it as being like curry, right? Which I also it's doesn't an, mean anything. It's an ingredient like, in, in most curry. Is cumin cumin's in curry? What about tarragon? Hmm, tarragon. I like uh, the way tarragon sounds. Yeah, it sounds like a like a like an evil overlord. Lord Tarragon, the army is approaching. Call out the cumans. Yep. They're a mix of cougars and humans. You know what word sounds like a, a freaky, uh, either horror or a fantasy movie villain? Chitterling. Chitterling? Chitterling. The chitterlings Chit are restless tonight, my sweet. Chitterling, yeah, okay, chitterling, yeah. Not chitterling. No, chitterling, like, as in what chitlins is short for. Yeah. Like victuals, what vittles is short for. Yeah. The war between the victuals and the, ch and the chitterlings raged for years. Uh, I, spent, I spent a couple days uh, down south and uh, 
found myself just immediately lapsing into those speech patterns. I think, I think that it's gone now. I, I think that, I think that you get some easy come easy go with that sort of stuff, but I was noticing it. I was noticing it myself while I was down there, just talking, talking to my relatives. There's a lot of just like, it's not exactly a drawl, but there is a, there is a mushing together of stuff. Like, whereas if you asked me a question to which I did not know the answer, I would say, I don't know. But if they asked me a question, I would say, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Oh, uh, no. Oh, no. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I would say, man, I don't know how to feel about a thing that I saw while I was while I was down there. We, we went to my we went to my old uh, my old arcade, my, my old my old haunt. And uh, it's also a restaurant. It's primarily a restaurant, but they have an arcade. It's a real sad arcade at this point. Yeah. But, you know, there's some pool tables and stuff and a few video games left. Um, we were, like, the only people in there. Well, we weren't the only people in there, but we were effectively the only people in there. And uh, a, a family came in, which was a big black dude and a woman and two two children. And it was, it was like, sort of remarkable in that, like, I, there just were... I had never seen a black person in Flora the whole time that I lived there. And I feel like now there are four or five black people that live there. And so it was like unusual to see. And we went out to the parking lot and we saw what I am certain is the car that they arrived in. And it had on the back window of the car, like those stickers with the names of all of the people in that family. And you know, the kids just had normal names. You know, it was, a, it was a boys and a girls' names, and the and the 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 mother's name was Jen, and the the guy's name, according to this sticker, Blackie. Hmm. I don't know how to feel about that. Is it funny that the one black guy in town is named Blackie, or is that deeply offensive somehow? Can't it be both? It's offensive. <laughs> I seriously, I don't know if I'm allowed to think that's funny. <laughs> Wasn't there the the bartender or somebody at TT Roadhouse that you called Frank because he was black? Well, no, he told me that nice. they called him Frank because he's black. Interesting. We uh, we drove through his hometown. Uh, that guy that guy was from just maybe thirty miles from where I'm from. Um. Which was which was curious to discover. Apparently, there are some black people there. Um, I, I just don't know. It's like it's like when my ex-wife's autistic brother spilled a box of toothpicks in a big group of people, and I, and I looked around like, come on, it should be okay to laugh about this, right? <laughs> like it's not it's not mean. It's just it's funny. Right? Can, oh, I would think can so. we please live in a world where this is funny? <laughs> and I'm not an asshole for thinking this is funny. Because this feels real. I've never felt so strongly in my life that something was funny as I do. 
about this autistic kid dropping a box of toothpicks on the ground or the only black guy in town being named Blackie. Right. <sighs> I mean, usually you get somebody who can laugh about that kind of thing. And then you don't have to be the asshole. I could have asked him. What, 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 what I think would have been funny is if I had said, all right, hey, man, I'm sorry. Is, is it okay that I think it's funny that you're the only black guy in town and your name is Blackie? And he would have said, I don't know who you think you're talking to, motherfucker. My name's Jen. <laughs> One can only hope. Right. So that would have definitely been funny, but that's only as that's the reversal portion, right? Right. And I mean, I guess a little bit of absurdism because it's a dude named Jen, and also I farted at just the right moment. Well, you know what's uh, missing from my uh, schema and kind of wrecks the the acronym is pain. Oh, pain, s- really? Suffering, suffering. So, farts. Absurdity, reversal, taboo, suffering. Mm-hmm. That's why somebody getting hit in the nuts is funny. Right. Comedy is tragedy is when I cut my finger. Comedy is when you fall in an open manhole and die. Right. <clears throat> uh, let's see. I read the news sometimes, says Log from Blamo, to keep a finger on the pulse of society and thus determine whether I need to apply more pressure to the pillow on its face. And the current gossip about the scuttlebutt water cooler rumor mill is that the Boy Scouts of distant lands have been promoting the extremely traditional values of fear, hatred, and ostracism of the other, and the obfuscation of facts inconvenient to the group. Does the CSA have any secret files that we might be interested in? I'm becoming somewhat fearful of the possible consequences of wearing a CSA backpack in public, especially when unpantsful around the pygmy witch lawyers. Um, you know, I'm pretty proud of the CSA backpack. I did almost all that writing, and it makes me pretty happy. Yep. That was one of those, oh, I still got it moments. Uh, Costanza Faust says, does the this record was lost in the great time catastrophe notation disappear from the Ascension history? Mine just jumps from five to seven now. You know, I just checked, and it the code is still there. Um, but there might be something that has changed in the logic that makes it not show up anymore. Um, so maybe maybe Chris Moyer will know. The Dog Delusion says, Hey, Jake, you had some interesting thoughts on damage reduction and damage absorption several shows back. I agree that the mechanics are a bit confusing, but more confusing for me is the fact that the power rating on armor is the same thing as damage absorption, while the damage reduction is an entirely different thing altogether. On the assumption that power and damage absorption are basically the same thing, why not simply rename both of those things to armor? Even if the underlying mechanics of the game don't change, it is a bit more transparent regarding what power and damage absorption do or how they relate to each other, and then there would just be the damage reduction and armor rather than power damage something and damage something something yeah that's pretty good that's a pretty good suggestion actually yeah um there's still that problem where i think damage reduction happens before armor is applied which means that like there is never a time when you get hit by something and then you put on something with five damage reduction and then see a number that is five different than another number. Hmm. Which which I think is the, the thing that, from where I'm standing, makes it uh, sort of mechanically dissatisfying and confusing. But yeah, you know, that is a pretty good idea, actually. 
Disco Dread says, Hi guys, is there a way that you could add in your own uh, PvP history how long you're able to hold the hill? This will be beneficial to those who weren't able to board in PvP, but were able to at least hold the hill for a period of time. Uh, I was able to hold the stainless steel hill for eight total minutes, although this is not much of an accomplishment. Putting this into perspective, when you were able to squeeze in between the top dogs of PvP that I do weak PvP, this is a great one for me. Uh, yeah, you know, a bunch of people have asked for the ability to see how much time they've spent on a hill, and... I, I think that it is probably the case that the data about how long the hill was held in previous seasons is gone. Well, huh. Maybe not. I don't actually know whether that stuff gets, uh, gets destroyed or not. Uh, Goldess says, so I noticed that all six of the class nemeses have unused improved art for their inner sanctum fight. Is there a reason why they're still using the old pre-revamp, pre-vamp nemesis quest images? Nostalgia? No. You know what? I forgot. I forgot that I redid all those until I read this question. And so I went back and changed them during the break. Um, because I totally did make new versions of all of the basic forms of the nemeses when I drew their second, third, and fourth forms like three years ago. Pretty sure that was. I'm pretty sure that was almost exactly three years ago because it was when, it was not the year that I came and stayed with you. It was the year that we went to Columbus, and then Hot Stuff and I went to New York, but we both had the swine flu, so we spent two weeks of our, we spent one week of our two week trip to New York just lying in bed, sort of moaning. Yeah. Normally we spend the overwhelming majority of our romantic getaways together lying in bed and moaning. But the flu made it so we could only spend half of it. That's the joke. Yeah. That's the joke that you would have made. No, I would never imply that the two of you are all up in each other. Mm -hmm. I think that would be rude and uncalled for. WVO Quine says, when stealing fat loot through PvP, does it select randomly from items or item types? That is, if I steal from someone who has 99 lemons and a lime, is there a 50% chance of getting a lime or a 1% chance of getting a lime? I, that code is, might as well be a thousand years old, but I am almost sure that it is a 50% chance of getting a lime. Uh, Elfin says, loving the new challenge pads, but all these skills, you don't know what they do. Uh, and wants a way to look at skills during a fight. And I agree that that would be great. And I wish that there was a ready way to do it. But I'm not sure uh, that there is. The Erosion Seeker says... Just as you club your opponent upside the head, you spot an image of a duck holding a red sickle near the handle. You think the attack was probably some sort of communist propaganda. Ooh. That's, uh, hot stuff quality. Uh, Fred Levi says, when Shiggy Miggy, Shigeru Miyamoto, signs his name, he turns the O's into I's in order to make a little face, and then he links to it. Do you have any affectations to your signature? Do you make the bottom part of this D really long to make a line on which Ack Johnson rests? Yeah. Or do you even sign Zach? Do you sign Jick? Do you make little Mr. Accessories out of the O's? Oh, there aren't any O's in Jick. Yeah. My, my real signature is, is a fucking scrawl. Like it's like a kind of a cursive Z and then a and then a kind of a cursive J and then and depending on what I'm signing, there might be an E in the middle there. For, uh, when I sign stuff for KOLers, I usually will draw something and then write Jick. Sometimes 
If I feel like the drawing is not cool enough, I will put an exclamation point after the chick. I um, but usually the drawing is cool enough. I when I used to sign my first name with a J, a cursive J, the top loop of which was wide enough to fit the OSH inside of it, and I was really into that for a while. And now it's it is just kind of J, squiggly things and squiggly things. But uh, I wonder if I wonder if your uh, signature in like my high school yearbooks would look like that. I was just looking back at our high school yearbooks as I was cleaning out the the office, dusting everything off, and uh, you said some uh, really cool and heartfelt things in my yearbooks, man. Thanks. Oh, did I? Yeah. Really? It wasn't just, like, dumb jokes? No, you started with dumb jokes, but then you, you said things like, if I can give you one piece of advice, it's don't be any weirder than you are. Just be yourself and don't try to force it. It's like, that, that is pretty fucking smart. Those, those were words to live by. I'm, I'm not kidding. Yeah, no, man. I, I was, I was, I was uh, really on the ball <laughs> when I was in high school. <laughs> uh, I'm laughing because that's not it. That's just pretty. That's yeah. That does sound pretty good. Yeah. I must have had a. I must have had a rare moment of clarity. Ah, uh, man. I, I think that when I was signing people's yearbooks, I probably printed my name because I would have wanted it to be legible. Mm. I knew that twenty years later. They'd be looking at that. They would be thinking, who was it? Who was it that dropped this massive fucking nugget of wisdom on my ass when I was least expecting it? Uh-oh. It was... No, see, that's not what I want them to say. It was Ermagerd Zerk Jernson. Every once in a while, there would be the name of a town uh, that I would just point to the sign and say Ermagerd because right. it was, you know, some town in the... Like, we, like, we passed some town that was named like Orgarma or something. Yeah. And there's a town, uh, there's a town in Southern Illinois called Dongola. <laughs> D O N G O L A. That guy uh, doesn't know dogs from Dongola. Uh, it just does not get any better than the town of Dongola. Ah, man. Beautiful. Uh, well, we apparently have an arcade to go to. Huh. Uh, we have a we have a show that's done. That's amazing. All right. Yeah, we do. Good show. I uh, time flew by on little bunny wings. I had a lot of fun doing the show with you, Mr. Skullhead. Bunny wings. Yep. Time. Right. Ah, you're a real uh, a real William Wordsworth up in the house here. <laughs> uh, well, so we'll see you uh, you guys next week on the uh, radio chat, and then uh, I will see you, sir, in eight days. Twelve. Oh yeah. Three hundred some a number of days not eight days ten ten days Good it, so we have another show before yeah we have another show and then that the friday after that yeah okay wow well, so yeah don't don't listen to anything that mr skull had just said kids yeah and uh don't drive like my brother <laughs> Good night, <everyone. laughs>